Adventure. A word ringing with promise, with excitement, with newness. I'm Mikkel, the host to the Mama Adventure podcast, a resource for new moms who want to embrace themselves and their motherhood with intention and joy. Welcome to this space of sisterhood. Welcome to the Mama Adventure. All right, you guys, I wanted to come on today because um, Warren, I realized, is almost eight months old. And I've been thinking a little bit about the things that I want to share that I've learned from my first half year of motherhood now that we've reached and surpassed that milestone. And I'm going to pop on today and share just a few of those. Now, um, you know that I can go on and on. So I narrowed them down. I'm just going to talk about my top 10 things of what I've learned. And some of these you might have experienced as well. You might re- They might resonate with you. And if not, that's okay. Feel free to skip or tune in, whatever floats your boat today. But I'm just... I just it's been so interesting for me to reflect on the last year because I've grown and changed so much as as a mom and just as a person and things like self-care and taking care of my family and how I'm showing up for Warren every day has changed and I wanted to share kind of what not what the process has looked like so much as what I what I've learned and what I'm glad that I know now. So, let's dive right in. Top 10 things that I've learned in the past year of being a mom. Number 1, We are our own first advocate for our own mental health. Figure out what you need to be mentally healthy and strong. Inform your support team. Get the help you need. What I've learned is that no one is going to fight for your mental health harder than you because you are the only one in your own head. You are the only one who knows what's going on in your brain. You're the only one who knows how sad you might feel or anxious you might feel or frustrated or overwhelmed. And no one is going to advocate for you if you don't speak up and make your needs known. And don't be afraid. I think sometimes as moms, we sometimes go into like a self-sacrificing mode, but that's that's not okay. And it's, it's, it's not going to serve you or your family in the long run. The best thing you can do to help your family in the long run is take care of yourself and take care of your mental health. During this last half year, I finally started going to therapy for my anxiety. I've known that I should go and that I should probably see someone for it for over three years when it got really intense in college, but I chickened out lots of times, made excuses not to go, convinced myself it wasn't so bad. Um, I got so good at convincing myself that it literally took me three plus years to break down those walls, acknowledge that I needed help and get the support I needed. And I'm really glad I'm going. I love my therapist. She's awesome. I knew for years that I needed someone to help me figure out why I felt the way I did, why anxiety was my daily companion. And you know what? No one knew, or rather like a very limited list of people knew. This last half a year, my anxiety began to show up in new ways, and they were ways that were not okay with me anymore. It was one thing to affect me as an individual, which is go to therapy even if it's just affecting you as an individual. But what really started to tip the scales for me is it was affecting me as a wife and as a mother to Warren because I want to be my best self for my family. And I was forced to take a step back and realize that I couldn't do that unless I invested in and better prioritized better self-care for myself. 
So once again, to reiterate, no one knows what's going on in your head. The biggest thing I've learned in the, well, one of the biggest things I've learned in the last half year is you have to be your own advocate. Get help. Talk to a therapist if you're struggling. Talk to your friend, your mom, husband, bestie, someone that can help you just get a little clarity on what's going inside your head. Because as a new mom, that can become kind of a lonely place sometime, and we all need a little bit of an extra boost. Number two, what I've learned is... I have the last say on how to raise my child, nobody else. And you have the last say on how to raise your child, nobody else. You are going to get a lot of opinions. I'm sure you already have from friends, your family, your in-laws, your doctor, social media, and more on how to raise your baby and how to be a mother and how to do it all perfectly. And you may sometimes feel like you're failing or like you don't know the answer on what to do. Well, your friends and family, frankly, are not up at 3 a.m. with your crying baby. And your doctor may have good information, but they don't always have all the information on your family culture and the values of how you want to raise your child. So they don't have all the answers. And social media is, frankly, quickly becoming a grief can become a breeding ground for mom guilt and mom shaming. And while it's amazing, it can quickly become a place that triggers us to spiral. You know what I mean? Like it triggers us to just feel overwhelmed and feel like we're not doing enough. So you know what? Quiet those voices, disengage from the noise, disconnect from Dr. Google, which is only going to bring more anxiety and trust yourself. You and your partner know your baby best. You know what will work for your family and what won't. And you know that your kid is awesome and it is going to turn out great. Whether you bottle or breastfeed, whether you sleep train or not sleep train, like no matter what you decide to do, whatever many paths of all the bazillion options of how to be a parent, you know that your kid, they are going to turn out great. And and you're doing just fine. You have the last say on how you want to raise them no one else. Number three, number three of the things that I've learned over this last half year is sometimes I feel like super mom. And sometimes I feel like a crappy lump of potatoes, mom. And sometimes those things will happen on the same day. And that's okay. And folks, that's all I've got to say about that one. (laughs) Number four, falling in love with my baby is a breathtaking and hilarious experience. I remember learning love in a new way that I'd never felt before when Warren was first born. And let me describe it. It was a very fierce mother lion, rip your throat out if you hurt my child kind of love. It was determined and confident and exhausted and amazed by my little bundle of squishy cheeks and dimples. And then he grew and suddenly I had a brand new baby, as, as in he wasn't a newborn anymore. He was a whole new person. I loved his determined little warrior spirit that wanted to lift his head and spend most of his day in tummy time. I loved the little sounds he would make when he slept and the way when he fell asleep after nursing. He still looked exactly like he did when he was first born. You guys, he still does that, by the way. Whenever he falls asleep, he looks like my brand new baby to me. 
But you know what? Then he grew again and I had a brand new baby of like three or four months old. And then suddenly he was five months old and suddenly my baby was crawling before I anticipated him doing that. And I got to fall in love with a whole new side of him and discover his curiosity for the world because being mobile meant he suddenly had a lot of curiosity and the ability to go after what he was curious about. And then he grew and he ate food and he was eating food all the time and making new faces. And then he learned to climb stairs and then he discovered swings and playing outside and fell in love with the dog. And then one day he just started clapping his hands like what? And he, oh my goodness, that dog is terrified of him, by the way. And then he grew some more and he's still growing. And while one part of me is like, stop growing, this is all too fast. There's another part of me that is giddy and in awe watching him because you guys, he is a little person and he is freaking hilarious. (laughs) My baby is so funny. And every new stage, it's like he comes more and more alive and vibrant and eager. And I'm always falling a little bit more in love with him. And I'm sure you all have very cute babies, but when I look at his face, my son's face, it is the most perfect one in the world to me. And this is a part of motherhood that I found to be both agony and ecstasy because watching my baby grow, agony because it's going so fast. And also ecstasy because my little human is living his best life and that life, which consists of lots of crawling and babbling and walks and cleaning up messy trays and reading brightly colored books. You know what? It's it's pretty awesome. So that's something I've learned in this last year that I don't want to forget. It's just what it felt like to fall in love with my baby and to continue to be falling in love with my baby as he learns new things and changes and grows. Number five, things that I've learned in this last half year is watching your husband embrace his role as a father is, I'm not going to lie, it's an incredible experience. So fun. And frankly, such a turn on. Husbands out there, if you want to get your wife's attention, step up your dad game. That's the way to her heart. Guaranteed. 100%. Number six, dating after baby takes a lot more work than before, and we have to give it a lot more attention or it just, for me at least, it just doesn't happen. You guys, date nights post-baby are so good and so needed and also sometimes so hard to make happen sometimes. And this was, this was all before COVID even happened. So now it's even harder because we have that extra layer of social distancing and staying at home and quarantine on top of being new parents. Suddenly it just feels impossible sometimes to get out of the house. Especially this is for us compounded by the fact that Jacob actually works from home, which is awesome for us, but also can leave us feeling a little stir crazy at the end of the day, you know? Number seven of things that I've learned over this last half year is that I need people. Now, I don't know if this is strictly being a mom and being at home 24-7 with my little guy that showed me this or being stuck at home 24-7 with a baby in a state we just moved to with few friends and a raging global pandemic. You take your pick. It's one of those. But I have learned how much I need people, especially how much I need to talk to women, other moms like me. I'm not going to lie, there have been some parts of the last few months that have been really lonely for me and really hard. And my husband is awesome. And my in-laws, who we live with, they're awesome. And I think I would have imploded without them (laughs) and without Marco Polo, which I use and love and message and connect with my family on every single day. And I, this is not an ad for them. I just happen to use them literally all the time. Um... (sighs) 
And I've always considered myself an introvert, which I am. But this new experience of someone so small and needy, always needing me, has taught me how much I really value and crave adult conversations with people who get me and get where I am at my point in life. People who get what it's like to have a sleepless night or get excited with me as we chat about how our babies are changing and growing. And I love mom friends and I need mom friends. And that's been a new discovery for me. If you are a mom and you're feeling lonely or like you need to chat more or you just like don't have someone to like gab to about all these things and you want that, reach out to me. I totally get the need to chat and I would love to get to know you more. Go check out our Instagram, The Mama Adventure and slide into my DMs. I want to meet you. Number eight of things I've learned over the past year being a mother is I have to be really intentional and creative now to get my me time, something that I really took for granted before becoming a mom. And frankly, some days I just won't get it. If Warren is nap striking, I'm not going to get it. (laughs) But when I get the opportunity, I'm trying to take advantage of it more because it's easy for me sometimes to let it slip by. And I'm trying to be more intentional about it. And really use that me time in a way that will be fulfilling. And it's not perfect, but this is some ideas of what it looks like right now. Maybe this will give you some ideas of things you want to try is sneaking in some exercise while Warren naps or making homemade ice cream, which has become the sudden new um, obsession (laughs) of the summer or listening to a podcast during our walk to the park, taking a nap myself binging on a show that makes me happy while I fold laundry or while I don't fold laundry, you know, really depends on the day. Reading or listening to a book on Audible or putting things away, which is not glamorous, but the feeling of having a perfectly clean house for those 10 magical seconds before your baby tornado comes in and just explodes everything is just so nice. Such a good feeling. Doesn't last long, but it's a great feeling. Number nine, the ninth thing that I've learned about motherhood over the past year, and we're nearing the end here of this list, is that you've got to give yourself grace. There is no way you're going to reach all your goals with your baby all the time, no matter what they are, which is different from family to family. But for example, screen time was a big thing with me in the beginning. I would literally take Warren out of the room or block his view if the TV was on. But honestly, it just isn't sustainable for us. And so I relaxed a little bit, gave myself some grace, and now we focus on having balance. Give yourself grace, guys. Be consistent. Show up for your kids in your mess. And honestly, that's all they need. A messy, loving mom and dad who are imperfect and make mistakes in parenting and in life, but are there for them and consistently show love. Give yourself grace and a little headspace on the areas that you feel like you're coming up short. Those are the areas... That if they give you the most stress are probably the areas you need to give yourself more patience and love. You're doing great. I'm doing great. And our kids are awesome, happy humans. Number 10, the final thing that I want to share with you today of what I've learned being Warren's mom over the past half year is this. When I had my son, I changed physically, mentally, and emotionally. I became a new person. And you know what? What I've learned is it takes time and effort to get to know that new person and that that new person that I've become is worth getting to know. I really hope that if you get nothing else from this episode and bless you for listening to it for this long, if you're still here, that you hear this a little bit. 
And I won't be the most eloquent in explaining it, but sometimes being a mom, it can feel a little bit like you've lost your identity as a person, as someone who is not a mom. You know what I mean? And to be honest, you can sometimes even feel guilty for even feeling that because your little human is so amazing and you would literally wrestle a mountain lion for them. And so how can you say that you feel like you've lost yourself, you know, because you also feel so fulfilled. But the truth is, it is hard and your identity did change. I'm learning that I want to figure out who I am now because I feel like a different person, not in a bad way, really. When I became a mother, my identity deepened and expanded and became more complex. But at the same time that I was changing inside and on the outside, I was and still am constantly in high demand for milk, cuddles, attention, diaper changes, playing, and just being emotionally on for a little human all day, 24-7, all while trying to figure out this new person that is me as a mother. This new squishy body, this new and more forgetful, but also fiercely protective mind, this new soul that has enough space in it to fit anxiety and love and dreams and questions and tears and joy. That's a lot to unravel, you guys, to figure her out, to figure me out and meet this new person where she is, this new me, and she is worth getting to know. You are worth getting to know. I hope you know that. The new you, the you that grew a human being inside of you and brought them earthside like a literal superhero. That is so godlike. And so it's just astounding to me. It's like creating universes. You created a human. That's amazing. So invest time in yourself, in taking care of yourself. You gave your body and your brain to create them. Be kind to yourself. Be gentle. Say kind words to your body. Say confident words to yourself. Disconnect from the things that add to your anxiety and allow yourself to show up for you as much as you show up for others. You're awesome, mamas. That's all I've got for you. Thanks for sticking with me to the end here. You you all are real troopers. I hope that some of this resonated with you. I hope you're being kind to yourself today. And no matter where you are on your motherhood journey, whether it's yet to start, you're right in the midst of it, you're in the trenches, or maybe you're kind of a few years in and it's starting to ease up a little bit. I hope that you feel kindness for yourself today and that you feel just love for your littles and from them because you're doing a great job. And I'd love to hear from you. I would love to get to know you more. All of you, please slide into my DMs on the Mama Adventure on Instagram. Head on over there. Check it out. Introduce yourself. Let me know who you are. I want to I want to get to know you more. And thanks for showing up today. All right, everyone, thanks for being here and tune in next week for another episode of The Mama Adventure.